Welcome to another exciting episode of Practice What You Teach, the first in 2020. I'm Mr. Hare, and I'm joined with my two great co-hosts, as always, Mr. Lumpkin Yo. and Mr. Moreland. Hello. I hope you guys have a happy new year, and I'm glad to see you both back in this new decade, the 20s. What do you guys, you guys think we'd ever be in the 20s, the 2020s? Um, well, I mean, it is kind of weird. I mean, looking back at my childhood, the 90s, and everybody thought the year 2005 was going to be such a futuristic year and, you know, stuff like that. But, you know, I don't think it's that big of a deal. I mean, I was always kind of a skeptic about the whole, you know, crazy future ideas that used to be bandied about when I was young. So that's fair. Well, true, Mr. Lumpkin. It's another year. It's another number in the books at this point. I mean, it, it's odd. Definitely see it on the calendar to see that we've gone this far. But I suppose every year kind of feels like that, doesn't it? It does. Every time we add one to the year counter, it always feels like we're getting further and further into the future. This week, we've actually got a lot to talk about. Uh, we're back um, from the holiday, so we're all excited to talk about what we've done this week being back from the holiday. We've got a big news story that we really want to kind of touch on as a group. I kind of discuss it. I do really want to hear you guys' opinions. And of course, we've got our weekly news story where we talk about mostly good news and good things here. And then of course, we're going to tackle our burning question. So I kind of want to jump right in and uh, let's do the interesting news of the week and then go to the big news story to kind of round that out and then get to the burning question last. Uh, uh, Mr. Uh, Moreland, I know you said you've got some news about someone who finally attained their boyhood dream. That's right. So there's a 92-year-old man who finally went skiing for the first time. He always wanted to try skiing ever since he was a kid, uh, but he never did. So now that he's 92, he finally got the chance to ski. So he went to Snow Zone. It's a ski resort near where he lives in the United Kingdom. And he finally got to ski. And I thought it was a great story. And it's really relative to a lot of our students and a lot of our teachers uh, at the school because um, people often think that, you know, it's too late to do something that, you know, maybe they wanted to do. Like maybe you wanted to learn how to skate or maybe you wanted to climb Mount Everest or whatever, or, you know, learn how to speak a certain language. Uh, and they just think, oh, it's too late. No, it's, there's not enough time. It's too late. Well, it's never too late until you're six feet under. And this guy's 92, so he's probably got one foot in the grave already. But even he was willing to try something he'd never done before. And he went skiing. So just kind of an inspirational story for us all. That, hey, man, if you want to do something, uh, give it a shot. Don't think about it. Just uh, take a chance. I mean, as long as it's you know safe or something that you know is, is healthy. Uh, but yeah, just you know, it's never too late to try something new. I really like that a lot. I mean, like you said, this gentleman uh, was at an age that a lot of people would think would be in the twilight or uh, their golden years, but he just went out there and said, you know what, I'm going to go skiing. And he did it. I really think that's great. I really like that a lot. Mr. Lumpkin, I know you were talking a little bit about this story. This is the big news story, so I kind of want to get to that uh, going toward the end there. So I hope you hold on to it. Hold on to it, yeah. I I want you to uh, hold on to it for a second. Uh, I'm going to jump in and talk about what I've got. Uh, I actually found a leap in quantum computing. Of course, I've been talking about quantum computers this whole time. I'm hoping anyone listening within the sound of our collective voices is actually looking into that. Hopefully, maybe one day one of our students will be on the forefront of that technology. But uh, a team at Princeton University has shown a microchip or computing chip that two bits, two quantum bits can establish a long distance relationship. So what that basically means is in Princeton, they're working on quantum computers like a lot of other schools are at at this time. And they have developed a chip where two 
electrons can develop a spin relationship separated by about four millimeters, and they can do it using a microwave photon. So with a quantum computer, as I've said before, we're able to do all types of calculations at lightning speed. Um, what's really interesting now is that we've finally been able to control spooky action at a distance, phrase coined by Dr. Einstein, uh, but we can control it at four meters, four millimeters. For an electron, that's huge. For an electron, that is a very long distance. Even though to us it may not seem that long, that's pretty, pretty far. And that's far enough for us to run a quantum computer. So we're getting close to creating microchips that we can manufacture, which will be able to run quantum computers, which if so, we can then be one step closer to getting a quantum computer into people's hands. This is really exciting. I'm very, very excited for this. Uh, Princeton has been at the forefront for this for a little while now. And so them being able to publish their results and say, hey, we're, we're getting closer, we're getting closer. It, it means we are, we're gonna be good to go not long from now. It's still pretty incredible that every week you can come back with more information. It's just showing how much we're actually progressing. Absolutely. Quantum computing and like our understanding of how to make it actually uh, something that anyone can get kind of really get into in the future. Yeah, we used to go years without getting any sort of updates. And now we're going a few days, even you know, a week at most. Mm -hmm. So I, I really think the future is bright for quantum computing. Uh, we're in competition with other nations, this being us being the United States. Um, and then the schools that are around the country are doing great work with this research. So I'm very excited by it. I can't wait to see it. And I'm hoping we, uh, I can get a quantum computer sometime soon here. I'm very excited for that prospect. Um, this last story that we've got, the third story, um, I know we've been doing it. I do want to give a, a little background. Uh, I want to make sure that I'm giving all the facts as they are. Um, we're going to have to try and do our best at that because there's just a lot absolutely. of complexity um, going on with this issue in particular. Yeah, as a lot of you have known, there has been an ongoing war on terror, at least to the majority of the lifetime of most of our students. Um, definitely for sure. Um, definitely for sure it's been a big part of the three of our lifetimes. We actually watched it from its inception and from its very beginning. Um, recently, uh, the United States... Uh, attacked uh, Major General Qasim Soleimani. He is the military leader of the Quds Force, which is one of the, uh, it's basically if the Navy SEALs and the CIA were combined in Iran, uh, that's this particular force and he was the head of it. Um, he's pretty well known for being an actor in the Middle East. Uh, and when I say that someone who takes action to further different conflicts and such. Uh, he's a well-known player and a well-known adversary of a lot of different sides of the conflicts in the Middle East. Um, the United States made the uh, decision to, to take an opportunity they saw. Uh, he, was, he was killed in a drone strike uh, along with another individual that, was, that is operating in Iraq. In Iraq. Um, Major General Soleimani has been really well known for his uh, tactics. They're unorthodox. They've been very provocative. A lot of it has been aimed at the United States and other a lot of our allies. And uh, he was, as I said, on January 3rd, he, he was killed by a drone strike. Um, this has sparked a lot of protests in Iran. I know uh, Mr. Moreland and I had talked about it prior to Mr. Lumpkin actually brought this story up because he thought it's something we should talk about. Um, just about the general way 
the, uh, the state of affairs in the international community is, particularly in the Middle East, but specifically in regards to the United States and how we wage war against our enemies. Um, with that backdrop, I only wanted to make sure we have an idea of what's going on. The story that Mr. Lumpkin has brought up is not directly into that, but I do want to discuss what the point he's getting at is. And so, Mr. Lumpkin, uh, not to take your time there, but I do no. want you to go ahead and give us, what was your story this week? No, I really appreciate that and having some eloquent context for a lot of our listeners who may be students of ours that may not have the whole picture in mind that actually helps out a lot. So the reason this kind of kicks off for me today is that I had been following this tangentially. I hadn't really delved too deep into the whole issue going in Iran beyond a, a few just like cursory looks into the news. But then today I was surprised because I, I, like many other people, hearing the next escalation, next escalation, next escalation, was wondering where everything was going to go. Where And then today, finding out that uh, the NPR reporting that Iran's UN ambassador talked about the strike on the U.S. bases as a measured proportionate response and saying, we have nothing else planned that was taken care of. We knocked out stuff. And this was our response to that death of our general. And I, I thought this was interesting because it's, it's a statement after making this move, making this strike, making this response, and then saying, okay, we're done. But then also keeping in mind our current policies and the way that we've handled escalation before, expecting then something later today, oh, this is the next thing we're going to do, or this is the next attack we're going to make. It, it leads me to this weird place where when we're dealing with this sort of series of escalations, where does the buck stop? Where What is a measured proportionate response? How do you qualify that? What is the point at which reprimands have been made? What is the point that diplomacy comes back to the table instead of, well, what is the next targeted military response we're going to make? Especially after the, was it the passenger plane from supposedly being- Yeah, it was an airliner that was shot down. It was Iranian. Uh, It was shot down by uh, U.S. military. This was um, some time ago, but uh, 200 and over 200 people lost their lives in, in 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 that tragedy. But it, it, it's been a concern going forth with us getting into 2020 and this becoming the new subject. I mean, between this and the Australian brush fires, that tends to be the two highlights of the last not even two weeks of 2020. It's, it's been interesting to follow. And I wanted to pull, pull back a little bit and talk to you guys about your feelings on one, the escalations that have been going on forward and just general opinions on the situation that we're currently finding ourselves in as a country. <clears throat> well, I mean, I think we've all, it's kind of sad to say, but I think a lot of people have become jaded as to the idea of conflict with countries in the Middle East because it's just been going on for so long. Mm. And it's almost like it wasn't really surprising. I think the most surprising thing that happened in this whole story was uh, when President Trump came out after the attack on the bases following the assassination of so many and said, oh, well, with, we're going to de-escalate now. Everybody's, you know, we're going to try to come to the table and come to an agreement and be peaceful. I think people were shocked because they half expected him to come out and say that we we're going to go to war again. Absolutely. But when he didn't, I think that was very interesting because it was not what anybody expected. And while I'm cautiously optimistic that that means that it won't escalate, it seems like, you know, a lot of people are trying to make that not be the case. So I guess we'll just have to wait and see. Right. I, I know that we talked about this a little before we, we got started. I I come down pretty hard on the side against 
extrajudicial killings. Um, I I find them grotesque in a way. I do understand, and Mr. Morley made a really great point before the broadcast, how this man was a military uh, member in a war zone. And I do agree with him there. And if you look at the rap sheet that uh, General Soleimani has racked up over the past 20 years or so, if anyone could be a target, it was him. Um, I'm, I'm not going to play a list of his greatest hits. Um, I, I do think that that would be a, a little bit unnecessary. But I do find that, you know, I've known about him for several years now. I had read a couple of different exposés on him, and he has been the quintessential boogeyman for a long time. Uh, I do want to think that we're going to trend away from war because war is incredibly unpopular in the United States right now. I don't want another war. I know that a lot of other people agree with me that they don't want another war. Um, for a lot of Americans, it, it, this comes out of nowhere. You know, I don't know that if you told Americans tomorrow, well, now we're going to go fight a third front in the Middle East, and we're going to be engaged with combat in three different places, that they're all going to sign up and say, well, this is what we wanted. I don't know that that's what would happen. Um, it seems like a needless use of authority to say we're just now going to send troops over there and that they can do so wanton with wanton reckless abandon. Um, I agree with Mr. Moreland. Here's hoping that we can avoid all that and peace give peace a chance, but We'll just have to wait and see. And that makes all of us a little, it makes me very uh, on pins and needles, so to speak. Hmm. No, fair enough. I and mean, we, we did have a pretty good lengthy discussion before the broadcast talking about kind of the ins and outs of what's going on with this situation and, and my own personal feelings, especially coming back and, and with World War Three being the meme of last week. Thankfully, I think now at that point, that's done and gone, I hope. Just the thought of another war and the thought of being in this weird time period where we can joke about such things in such a way that's so ever-present and also perhaps tone deaf. Maybe I'm not the person to make that, make that uh, criticism. It's, it's strange. It's a very strange place to be in my life and, um, or a strange place to be in general. And uh, I, I hope, we're going towards a situation where all this starts to calm down from where we're at. Yeah, it, it gives the world, I would say, when I said the, the international state of affairs, I think everyone is on edge. Mm -hmm. I don't know that anyone's going to back away from that edge at any moment. I, I find that, I find today's news cycle to be infuriating because as quickly as this surfaced, it's going to go away. Yeah. Um, and we will be talking about the next thing whatever that may be. And it's worrying to me that something as serious and somber as war is being treated like gossip news and a rag or a magazine. And then the next day we'll have a new topic of discussion. Yeah. And even the whole, you know, meme about the draft and stuff like that, that Absolutely. a lot of people were upset about or, you know, put into a situation where they were worried that it was true. I mean, it just seems bizarre that, you know, A, people would believe that 
there's going to be a draft before the government made an announcement. And B, the people thought that would be funny, like a funny joke to make about, you know, the possibility of people having to be sent off to fight something that they don't really want to do. And for a reason that isn't really even clear, you know, it's just like, right. in my opinion, uh, war should be avoided at all costs and it should only be done in defense of the nation or the people of the nation. And there's a lot of slippery slopes about like, you know, oh, we're going to fight them there so they don't come over here. But more often than not, it's, it's come to find that that's not really the case. We're not really that Lily in Magalon, that much of a threatened position. Lily Magalon, if you're in the building, please come to the main office. Lily Magalon, if you're in the building, please come to the main office. We hope the message gets to you, Lily. We, I, think uh, that, I think that's a product of like the times we live in. We want to be safe. We want to feel secure. But I think some of the things that we've done to try to achieve those goals have actually put us more at risk than had we just kept our ourselves to ourselves and not stuck our nose where we didn't need to stick it so i agree with you completely i i i find that there is an isolationist tint mm. if not a outright isolation isolationist philosophy i think that now a lot of us want to say hey let's just do what we do here and worry about america before we worry about other people i think when we're on the world stage as the number one nation we have a target on our back and our front everyone wants to take us down if they can um but needless war is still needless war and i don't want to throw any more human capital any more lives any more of what makes america work at its best our citizens at another war i i don't want to do that um that to me, when we send our future to fight these wars is the biggest blunder we can make, considering that's who winds up fighting it is our young, our, our young women and women. It's rarely our elders that go fight these wars for us. But I think that's enough on this topic. Yeah, I'm already getting a little depressed. So let's move on from I that. Completely. Anything <laughs> else you want to say, Mr. Moreland? Or? No, I think we've pretty much covered it. Uh, right. But you want to move on to the uh, the club news? I would love some yeah. club news. I know you guys have told me that we've got bold club news in our show notes yeah. today. Yeah. Tell me, what, what have you got this week? Well, right now I'm talking to the game club and the uh, powers that be with us. And I kind of put out the other day if they were very interested in a, a, a tournament of sorts. We've mentioned tournaments before from looking at, I think, Mario Kart and mm -hmm. looking at Smash. And we've, we've, we've played around with the ideas. And I believe they even went on to do their own Magic the Gathering tournament on their own, I heard. I didn't get to see much of that because I think they did a draft tournament where they were pulling cards mostly in a uh, club. Anyway, uh, they seem to be interested, and we look like we might be moving forward with a Warhammer, Warhammer tournament. We're playing uh, some miniatures and cards that we might be looking forward to in the future. I think we have a, a, a decent pool of people who might be coming together to play that. I actually do have some awards that will be going to first, second, and third place in the tournament. So that might be coming up sooner in the future. We haven't set a date or a time period for that, but that would probably be a month-long tournament meeting you know, once a week for a month to try and get some of those games done. So bring your hammers. <laughs> a much lighter take on war than previous. Does this tournament have a hand-painted uh, figurine from the legend Lumpkin himself? I could probably make that happen. <laughs> but uh, I think right now, like, the, the first place prize is going to be a war band of their choosing, along with cards and a bunch of different alternative art cards that I've gotten. And I 
think I got a poster or two. I have to double check uh, from the the local game store up the road in Fairfax. But awesome. I, can, I can make some stuff happen if people are interested. We will have more details for you as they come about. We weren't able to have uh, Game Club this week due to the snow day, mm-hmm. which again, hope you all enjoyed. Uh, but we will definitely have that for you when you're ready. So now I want to move on to our burning question, gentlemen. What oh, do you say? Anime Club, though. Oh, we've got Anime Club news. Oh, it wasn't yeah. in the show notes. Well. What, uh, what, it's what, not what much Anime news. I guess it's just putting the word out, trying to get people to come to Anime Club. It's a it's a club that's trying to figure out, you know, where it's going to go from here. I mean, we, we, we're trying to go to a convention this year, but the fundraisers don't seem to be meshing very well. So anybody wants to come out, and it's not just watching anime. I mean, we, we can do art uh We've done art demos, together. We've yeah, made we can some do. Arts demos. We've done commissions. We've definitely got some pieces of art that are now hanging around Mr. Hare's room. Yeah, I love art. Students. We've had debates on animes. We've had discussions, and we've mm-hmm. gotten into it where we can kind of share a lot of our interests. And but. the idea is to try to raise enough funds to go to an actual convention and meet the people who are involved in the industry and actually like get involved with like other groups that are you know a part of the the anime community. Scene, yeah, the anime so, community. I mean, uh, if you're interested at all in Japanese culture, Japanese animation, or just animation in general, I mean, so that doesn't have to be just mm-hmm. Japanese animation That's or correct. just good storytelling. I mean, I tell people a lot of times that while I, yeah, I do like some anime, I don't like all of it because I focus more on the story than the actual uh, media. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, if, if you want to join a club of like-minded people and, and get involved in something, try to make this bigger, we would be... Uh, more than happy to have you. Our club meets Mondays. That's right. After school in Mr. Harris' room. Room two fifty. Uh, and come on out. We're wa- right now. We're watching Gundam Seed. Mm-hmm. Is our anime we're watching right now? But we're open to suggestions too. So, eighth mobile suit team. Ooh. So, I want to jump right into our burning question. I-, I figured I'd be fairly straightforward for our first burning question of the year. But what do you look forward to in twenty twenty, Mr. Lumpkin? Yeah. <laughs> Right now, I mean, what I'm looking forward to in 2020 is, I, I, well, well, I guess me and Moreland are both on the same page. It's a good year to be a newlywed, and uh, I'm looking forward to uh, having some actual time and trying with my wife and trying to build a new family. But also, uh, I'm really looking forward to going to Scotland in February. I'm not gonna lie, I'm getting Just out of the brag country. about it. Why don't you? I'm excited. <laughs> I, I get to. Go out of the country for the first time here in February. I actually get to go on, I guess, what I could call like a, a real adventure with my with my new wife and do cute stuff and be out in the freezing cold in the middle of February in Scotland, which is probably not the best. Call Try the haggis. Uh, I'm not looking forward to the food. And no. even from my my Scottish friend who whose family I think still has a castle out in Scotland at the. Uh, I wouldn't be able to remember. I might remember it later. But uh, he, no. <laughs> he's definitely asking me to bring over some vintage drinks uh, back, but the food might not be the uh, might not be the best. I gotcha. <laughs> what about you, Mr. Moreland? What are you looking forward to in 2020? Well, I mean, we're planning a trip, too. I mean, we have to figure out the funds for it and everything but uh, and where we're going to go. But, you know, a lot of other things are planned, too, as a newlywed. Um. That's all like really serious stuff, though. I mean, I guess in like the lighthearted end of things, the new James Bond movie's coming out. I'm True. very excited about this. <laughs> and, you know, just like, who's the actor? The next semester is going to be on us in a couple weeks here. So, we the new students and the new classes that we're going to have. So, I'm looking forward to that. 
and my favorite season, summer. I'm looking forward to the, you know, spending time uh, over the summer with my new dog. It's, it's she's getting older now, and uh, you know, my wife and fixing up things around the house, and you know, just taking care of things, and maybe going on a little trip to see my parents or whatever. Maybe getting a job over the summer, you know, something fun. Mm. I don't know. We'll see. That's so the ice rink. Uh, that'd be, that's kind of like the dead season at that time, but I don't know. We'll see. I just, it just depends. I, I thought about doing something like, just like the 92 year old man, ice, you know, not ice skating, but, uh, skiing. I'm thinking about doing something different that I've never done before for like a, a part-time job over the summer. We'll see. I mean, who knows? Like I, I, but last year I almost tried to get a job working on a farm. Uh, but it didn't work out cause I bought a new house. We had to remodel that and everything. So this year I have a lot more free time than I did last time. So sure. just trying to explore what, you know, realms I may want to go look into. Maybe so you start writing. I don't know. Ooh, that'd be fun. I was going to jokingly ask if you uh, ever had a burning desire to be a barista. <laughs> you I know can, what? I don't think that would be such a bad gig. It's, it's a, not. A Starbucks it's really not. Not too far from me. I actually know the manager. He's a, he's a friend of a friend. Mm. Uh, so I don't know. Who knows? But uh, I like coffee. So it'd be kind of cool to figure out how to make it and how to like all the, the, Chemical process. Faces yeah, I mean, yeah. anybody who's played Persona Five knows that you're you play a young man who's you know got into a little bit of trouble, and you live with a guardian who's a, a coffee shop owner. He teaches you how to make coffee, so it'd be kind of cool to do that in real life. That'd be you know pretty. I mean, I know how to make coffee, but the actual no, part, like actual lattes, yeah, and it's, a, it's a, a little bit of a different thing, and I would highly recommend it if you haven't had a chance to. It's it's a fun world to get into, uh, as I'm saying, from my own part-time job that I've worked now since, well, last August. Jeez. Mm. Uh, and, it, yeah. That, well, I don't live too far day. from, from. I know where you work mm. for your part-time job. Maybe I could go check it out. I don't know. We'll see. I'll die. Anything to keep me from going in there. Uh, <laughs> well, good. That's Maybe actually, a bit of a drive for Mr. Here in Woodbridge. A little bit. A little bit. be a little bit of a drive. Uh, I also don't drink coffee, so. Oh. But that being said, uh, with 2020, I'm actually looking forward a few, looking forward to a few different things. Um, I know we've, I actually just bought several books that I'm excited, terribly excited to read. I've also been uh, online reading old Spider-Man comics. Mm. I, I just started reading. I, I actually used to collect comics. I have a large collection of comics that I uh, have from the early 90s, late 90s, and into the aughts, the early 2000s. Um, but I started reading Amazing Spider-Man from Amazing Spider-Man number one. And so my intention is to read the first 100 issues of The Amazing Spider-Man. So um, I'm trying to get that done. I'm very excited. That was my New Year's goal, was to read those by the end of the year. Uh, about about 15 issues in, and I've been doing it for about three days. So uh, going through those pretty quickly. Uh, Cyberpunk 2077 is coming in March, or excuse me, in April, not long after my birthday. So my birthday gift this year is going to be Cyberpunk 2077. And then further to the point, um, the new consoles are coming out in holiday of this year, yeah. 2020. So I'm very, very excited. I'm looking forward to E3 this year. Uh, my wife and I, we are, um, we are excited for the new year because my wife's, like I've said before, started a new job uh, toward the latter part of last year in October. So we're all looking forward to what 2020 has to bring. And uh, I'm always looking for new experiences, new things to read, uh, new conversations, and, a, and another few, and another couple of weeks and months of doing this podcast with my co-hosts. So that's what I'm looking forward to. I'm definitely looking to see. Well, now that Final Fantasy VII is going to be a multi-part game, do you think the other parts are going to come out on PlayStation Four? It's or not exactly. It's no, definitely not. 
Oh, or it will, but it'll be at a significant downgrade. Oh. But while we ponder that some more, <laughs> we want to know what you think. We will be having a new poll. We're no. not going to be able to get to our old poll today. <clears throat> We've only got two minutes left. But I, I think it may be more, you know, pertinent to say retweet us because we can't put all the different things people are looking forward to for 2020. Absolutely. So let's retweet us at PWUT podcast or P what? <laughs> at P what podcast. That's where you'll be able to follow us, find us, tweet at us. We would love to have you tweet us. We're going to be here every week for the rest of the school year at a minimum. Mm-hmm. And so we're always looking to have new guests, new experiences, new people. And of course, there's the one set of guys that are following us somewhere. I don't know where they are, but they're following us. So hopefully they're enjoying our podcast. We also, uh, w- before we get out of here, we had one listener in Saudi Arabia this year. Hmm. This year, 2020, has listened to our podcasts. We'll open up the donations and he'll be a prince and we'll be golden. I can get all I, of my loan debt paid off. I don't want him to donate to us. If he's oh, a prince. <laughs> I don't want that because technically we're journalists. <laughs> so with all that being said, we love everything you do here. If you want to reach us, we are at PWUT Podcast or what? at PWUT Podcast. We'd love for you guys to reach out to us. We will be back next week with a new guest and a new show. Thank you for listening. And as always, good night and good luck.